Hi, everyone. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps Chat Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Steve Mullaney, CEO of Aviatrix. Our topic today is enterprise multi-cloud backbone, meaty good stuff. Steve, welcome to DevOps Chat. Thanks for having me, Mitch. Great. Hey, good to have you here. I'd like to start by having you introduce yourself. I know a lot of us know you from your background. You're a fairly well-known guy, but tell us about yourself. So, uh, so yeah, my name is uh, St- Steve Mullaney. I've been uh, in uh, networking and security infrastructure for really the past uh, 35 years. I actually started my, my career in the mid-80s as, as we were uh, kind of evolving from the, transitioning from the mainframe computing model into client-server. Um, I was actually an engineer on um, 10 base T from a company called Synoptic. So mm-hmm. those of you who have been around long enough to remember when ethernet was starting and 10 base T started. Yeah. So um, spent most of my career networking and security. I was a very early guy actually at uh, also at Palo Alto networks was one of the, was the first VP of marketing there um, employee number 25. And then uh, was um, CEO of a company called Nasira, which was really kind of the, beginning of a lot of this SDN craze and network virtualization. We were acquired by VMware. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I was stayed at VMware for a couple of years and grew that business to, which is now almost a $2 billion business, NSX business. And then um, for the last five years, I just, I kind of said no more um, operational roles and was uh, on boards. And I was content to just do that the rest of my life and very happy living the dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw the world change about six months ago and, the, and where enterprises have been talking about the movement to a cloud computing model, honestly talking about it for the last 15 years. But I noticed really about six months ago is when mainstream enterprise really said, okay, we are doing this. And I just looked at that opportunity and said, my God. And I was on the board of Aviatrix at the time, so I could see this happening up front and just said, this is, this is just going to be too much fun not to be involved. So what was it? What was it six months ago or so? What was the nexus point yeah. you saw a change that pulled you out what, of retirement? What was interesting was, um, I, I love to say uh, six months ago on a Tuesday. And it felt <laughs> almost like that much, like literally on a Tuesday. And that's how enterprises move, right? They talk about it, they talk about it, they talk about it, they talk about it. It's like going on a diet. You talk about it <laughs> and I'm going to go on a diet. Well, how about today? You'll say, well, you know, not a good day. Well, how about tomorrow? Well, you got to start on a Monday, right? And then well, how about next Monday? Well, that doesn't really work because I'm, I'm, I'm going on vacation. I mean, there's all these excuses. And enterprises, you know, six, about five years ago, really said, all right, we are going to move to the cloud. And honestly, that's when every enterprise vendor went, oh, we're dead, right? We're dead. Uh, everything's going to go into Amazon and we're dead. Mm. And what happened was nothing because the, cu- the cuffs enterprises were just talking. Mm-hmm. They didn't really mean it. Right. So everyone went along their, their merry way with quarter after quarter of, of record highs until about six months ago, I'm on the board of Aviatrix, a bunch of other infrastructure companies. And I noticed the logos are changing. This isn't Netflix anymore. This isn't small and medium businesses. These aren't early adopters. These are Midwest manufacturing conservative companies. Mm. What, what the heck is going on? They, they shouldn't be doing this. And people think just because AWS is at a $30 billion run rate that we must have crossed the chasm by now. We hadn't. Mm-hmm. 
And I noticed across all of my infrastructure companies that I was on the board of, they're seeing all the same thing. No one's done anything different. It's just the market just changed. And the way enterprises go, they are herd mentality. When the, when the majority, you know, the early and late majority of customers mm-hmm. all decide to do something, they all decide on the same Tuesday morning. And I saw that happen. I, we saw it with client server. I was at Synoptics at the time. Mainframe computing was the way you did enterprise computing. And client server, PC client server was treated as a toy. It's fun and games. It's for print sharing, right? PCs, that's not real computing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happened? All of a sudden, in the mid- early 90s, on a Tuesday morning, everybody decides the internet protocol is the only protocol that matters. All the other protocols <laughs> got, went away overnight. And PC client server is the way I'm going to build up my architecture. And it happened overnight. Mm-hmm. I'm, I saw the same thing happen with cloud. So it's really kind of going mainstream. You're seeing, seeing really going mainstream. And, I'm, and, and, yeah. and, then, and I've been at the company now uh, for three months as a CEO of Aviatrix. And every day I just see more and more evidence of that, that, that companies are burning the boat, meaning the corporate data center, the corporate backbone that is dead. It is now an expense. I view it as an expense and I view anything I do in the public cloud, mm-hmm. leveraging the public cloud as an investment. Mm-hmm. And that means all my, all my people are focused on that as well as all my expenses. And it shifts overnight and it's a herd. Every single enterprise around the world is now making that same decision on the same Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. I love your Tuesday morning analogy. It's, isn't it funny? It's really true, though. It's really true. <laughs> it just seems like it has suddenly happened. So you're on yeah. the board of multiple companies. What was it about Aviatrix that you said, this is the one I'm going to ride. This is the one I'm jumping on board. I'm going to be CEO. Yeah. Take I, I this baby goes, where it's going to go. Because it goes in terms of, of what we say our mission. Our mission is to build the enterprise multi-cloud backbone. So when you look at AWS and Azure and GCP, and even Google, uh, AWS's mantra to enterprise is go build. Well, that's great when you're an early adopter and they mm. hand you the power tools. and you, The greenfield. You, yeah, and, 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 and you are that innovator. You want to go build. That does not go very well when you're a Midwest manufacturing conservative company. I'm going to cut my arm off with, with power tools. Mm. I don't want power tools. <laughs> I want a house. I want furniture. I want to walk in with it done. I don't want to build anything. I want a I landing someone, strip. I don't want to build want to, the runway. Absolutely. I do not want to build. And so I think this, I think this honestly has caught AWS off guard too, hmm. right? Because hmm. they're thinking that every, all of our customers love that a go build mantra. Not the hmm. mainstream, right? Not when it flips. Not when you've crossed the chasm and now you're in the tornado. And hmm. everybody just, they've gone and said, this is it. And so I looked at that and I said, my God, all of these enterprises are begging, begging someone to define the architecture for them. This is just like in the client server where they needed Cisco to come out and define the networking and security architecture for them. Give me the canonical architecture that everyone's going to do, and then I will go implement that. And it's proven. And We're not and inventing. And that's what people want. Yeah. And, and they want a validated design. They want to be able to go, this is what everyone's doing. We've all agreed. This is what you do. And oh, by the way, I can't get that from Amazon because Amazon's trying to lock me into Amazon. I can't do it. I can't get it from Azure or Google. 
I can't get it from the old world. I can't get it from Cisco because they don't even understand this, right? Being able to, it's just like you wouldn't go to IBM or DEC for the client server architecture. This is a whole different computing model. Mm -hmm. You can't, by definition, the, the leaders of the old are never the leaders of the new. So who do well, I go to? Yeah, and to the point of multi-cloud, you're probably not going to be in just one. Yes, it might be oh, appealing to be in Azure for some Microsoft apps, I, but I have compelling not, reasons to be elsewhere. I have not met an enterprise that says they're only going to be in one cloud. Mm -hmm. They're in at least three. Because then you've got, if you're in China, you're in Alibaba. Then you've got, you know, data sovereignty and GDPR and all this kind of other issues that I may have to have multiple providers in Europe, country by country, right? Mm -hmm. And not even AWS. And so, sure, absolutely, it is going to be, and it, and it should be, because not that you're going to move workloads between one to the other, like that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But what is going to happen is maybe, maybe the marketing team likes GCP or the a, for AI reasons, or, you know, I started with Office 365 and Azure, and so I'm moving off on that, or I'm a big enterprise manufacturing enterprise and Microsoft really understands me, or I'm a retail and I will not have anything in AWS, right? Or yeah. I see even, um, I'm, I'm a customer, I'm a company, a software company, I'm selling, selling to other enterprises, I cannot have my infrastructure if I'm selling to retail. I cannot even have my own in internal infrastructure on AWS because they, they don't want that to happen. So absolutely, it has to be, it has to be across all of this. And then the other thing is the go build mantra. So even if you could say, I can figure out how to go build on AWS, the constructs in Azure and GCP are different. Right. So you now I need to learn everywhere. those constructs. And now I have to go build there, but with different tools that work differently. Like one's the metric and one's, you know, the American system. It's like, mm -hmm. oh my God, you know, and the tools don't work. Like, okay, this is, so this is ridiculous. <laughs> so you've, you've you painted a picture of multiple compelling reasons. Somebody needs to lay the groundwork for me. I've got to be multi-cloud. So I need that reference architecture that's going to work across multiple providers. I don't want to stick build anywhere anymore. I want to be able to walk in and plug my application into a, a framework, a reference architecture that I can use. That's what AB, ABatrix is about. Yes. And then layering on top, leveraging the constructs, right? Leveraging the wonderful underlay, right? Of all the, think of all the fiber and the pops and the data centers mm -hmm. and, the, and the regions oh. and the, all the wonderful uh, stuff underneath that, that AWS, Azure, and Google provide. And, and growing. You don't have to That do. is unbelievable, right? And guess what? I'm an over-the-top networking and mm -hmm. security software player. Okay. So when you think of guys like, WhatsApp, you know, AT&T's always get really mad because um, AT, uh, WhatsApp gets bought, you know, by Facebook for like 30 billion or whatever it was. And AT&T with all their fiber and all their <laughs> pops hmm. and all their right of ways and everything else like that, what's their market cap? I don't know, probably not even much more than that. And they go, why is that? Like I do all this stuff <laughs> and I get no credit. Spend a lot more money getting there. And then WhatsApp with, you know, six engineers gets bought for $30 billion. Where's the... Where, Where's that? Well, yeah, because the over-the-top guys, that's where all the value is. They're leveraging you. So in a sense, we are an over-the-top software player, but, but what we're over-the-top of is not the internet on top of AT&T. Mm -hmm. It's the new internet. 
It's mm -hmm. the hyperscalers. It's AWS, Azure, Google, et cetera, all with massive bandwidth and, and the best latencies you can get and peering points to each other such that when we overlay these decoupled security services on top, the combination is, is, is an amazing architecture and network. So talk about those services, talk about security, operations, extensions, transit, all yep. of those things that you need to take care of, orchestration. How does that yep. work with AVH? Yeah, so, so in, in, in this, what we call the enterprise multi-cloud backbone, there are, you know, today probably seven or eight uh, different services that a customer can start with. And the beautiful thing about this, again, you can, you can use Aviatrix. We have over 300 customers right now and growing rapidly um, all over the world, customers all over the world. We don't even know, we don't even know them because this is low friction land mm -hmm. and expand. Mm -hmm. Real true cloud model where they can actually start. It might be $500 a month. It might be $50 a month. It, could, it also could be $1,000 a month. They just start using it and they might start with one use case. Let me try it out. They get the credit card. They go, it integrates in through AWS Marketplace or the other marketplaces. And all of a sudden, they just start charging. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Next month, they add. Next month, they add. Next month, they add. And then they say, oh, I now need additional things, right? So they may start with um, a, a service we call user VPN. So basically, we take OpenVPN and we add a lot of um, you know, uh, additional functionality to it integrating in with SAML and other authentication means, mm -hmm. um, add in some more security controls and say, hey, I've got users and I want them to VPN into the cloud because I have resources in the cloud. I want them to be able to securely um, uh, connect into the cloud. That might be the first use case you start with and maybe you're paying $1,000 a month. But, but from there, it'll start growing where then you say, well, now I need you know, transit networking right? Or I need um, egress filtering. So guess what? I start going into the cloud. Guess what? Most of your VPCs and your resources in the cloud have to access things on the internet for build packages or et cetera, right? Because this is a very distributed hybrid world. So it's not just all inside the cloud. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I want to I wanna do filtering on that outbound and I want to do what's called FQDN, fully qualified domain name, which I don't want to do filtering based on an IP address or let them go anywhere they want. I want to say you can go anywhere, uh, yahoo.com or wherever you need to go for mm -hmm. that build package. And that's it. So you want to be able to whitelist it and you want to be able to define it per, per user and per VPN. So you want to be able to have security policies of who can go where. So that's another, another use. Um, other use case is encryption. You know, um, right now people say, well, you're on, the, you know, people are starting in, the, you know, six months ago when the internet, I mean, the, the cloud was kind of fun and game. Hey, I'm putting workloads up there. It doesn't really matter. It's not my enterprise. You know, maybe you didn't worry about encryption, but now you're a retail or you're a bank, you know, and all of a sudden you care. So yeah, if you're going to put an in enterprise you're, application, you're going to, it's encryption you're, security. You're, you're going to want to encrypt in, in, in flight, right? And um, so not only do we allow encryption, but we also allow high performance encryption, right? To 10 gig, 20 gig, 30 gig and more mm -hmm. where, um, you know, and that's important as people are putting, you know, um, PII data and other things. And also from a security perspective, 
um, people know that, look, I'm just going to encrypt everything, the data as well as in transit. Um, and then, you know, as, as you talked, being able to do this across multiple clouds, right? right? So I maybe can connect, I want to be able to connect up multiple regions within one of the clouds, but then I also want to be able to go to the other clouds as well and create one kind of common framework um, upon what we're doing. And then I'd say another, um, another service is what we call firewall network service. And that's, that's another one. I can, I can talk more specifically about that. But mm -hmm. everybody that's coming to the cloud, again, this isn't fun and games anymore. This is serious business. The first thing they say is what? Security and policy. I need to bring my next generation firewall policies mm. into the cloud with me. Yep. And I need, so if I'm a Palo Alto Networks customer, first thing I want to do is I want to take my VM series into the cloud. And when I try to do that, the constructs of how AWS says you can connect your VM series firewall into AWS forces compromises in performance, scalability, and visibility that are just untenable. Um, and with Aviatrix, we eliminate those, those, uh, those trade-offs. Certainly a fundamental component of where you're going to start to build out the, your infrastructure. If you can bring as much of your own network security into the cloud, all the better. That's your strategy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think what's important is, and I think guys like Amazon are realizing this, is when you have to deal with the, when you're dealing with the enterprise, and I mean the enterprise, the Midwest conservative, classic mainstream enterprise, right? You have to bring the cloud to them. Mm -hmm. You can't make them go to the cloud, right? They're, they're looking at this and they're saying, okay, I'm, I'm all in. I've burned the boat. I'm going to get rid of my data centers. I'm all in. But then they look and they go, the grass ain't as green as I thought it really was. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of burned out spots here. This go build mantra. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. I thought I was going to hit a couple clicks and be done. Like, and oh, by the way, the CEOs and CIOs of companies, uh, they're all bought in that said, hey, you know, we used to have hundreds of people managing this infrastructure when it was on-prem, but I, I understand cloud. I only need tens now, hmm. right? So the, <laughs> the problem is you, they go to the cloud. And, and again, I'm seeing this everywhere. Every enterprise said, we don't nearly have enough people. Hmm. Like I, we, we got kind of sold a bill of goods here. Like, like everyone kind of told us this was like, click, 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 you're done. It ain't that easy, right? And then you throw across, now I'm going to do it across multiple clouds. I don't know how we're going to do this. Well, let me ask you then, we're coming up on the end of our time here together. If you had one parting recommendation thought for those enterprises that are in that first six months window, really looking at moving to the cloud or in, the, in that process, they want to check out ABATrix. They want to maybe do a prototype or look at the reference, how they build a reference architecture on the mm -hmm. platform. How do they get started? What's the best way to do that? I mean, the first thing I always tell people, the, 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 the best way to get started is actually just get started. So the good thing about this modern world is we don't, we don't have to do a POC. You don't have to, you can actually get started over the weekend. And that's how many of our customers start. They just start playing around with our software on, on eight, like on AWS Marketplace. It's a great mm -hmm. place to start. Mm -hmm. They just spin up a controller. They spin up a couple gateways. They, 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 and we have quick start guides to show you how 
to do it in a very easy way. And people start playing with it and they go, oh, that's pretty interesting. And so they start with kind of one use case, mm -hmm. right? At a very small little bit and they effectively do a, their own little POC. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, okay, that's, that's pretty interesting. Now we can also do it for them, but, but I, that's, a, that's a pretty good way to start. And then I'd say the other thing is what you really are gonna look for I mean, there's only one reason why people aren't using Aviatrix right now is because they've never heard of us. As soon as they, as soon as we talk to people, they're sold because they look and they go, this is exact. People say, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. I need someone to help me build out my multi-cloud, my enterprise, my, my, not, not someone else's, my enterprise's multi-cloud backbone and all these networking and security services that go along with it. That's what I need. And, and, and you guys are doing it for me. That's exactly what I need. Well, great. I thank you so much for being with us. Um, we've re reached the end of another DevOps Chat podcast. Seems like there's never enough time. I'd like to thank you, Steve, Steve Mullaney, CEO of Aviatrix, for joining us. And thank you, you to our listeners uh, for joining us also, of course. This is Mitch Ashley with DevOps.com. You've listened to another DevOps Chat. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.